It's time for the drive stop for it four. All right, here we go. Hour number two of the drive underway, and it's time for your top four of four. It's brought to you this afternoon by SM Athletics. Tucker Harlan, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, the SEC all-preseason baseball team has been announced, and three Vols made it. Pitcher Drew Beam is a first-teamer, while third baseman Billy Amick and second baseman Christian Moore made the second team. And I believe the coaches also picked us to finish second in the East, which are, that's already weird. Like That always already feels dated, talking about the East. Um, do, do we know? Like... It, what does baseball do next year? Are there going to be divisions? I don't think so. I believe you have the two permanent opponents, right? Because Tennessee's is Alabama and Vanderbilt. Oh, that's right. So there won't be divisions, but you've got permanent opponents. Okay. Um, yeah, we were picked to finish second in the East behind Florida. Apparently they got a squad, and we were just barely picked to finish ahead of Vandy. So another dogfight in the SEC this year, boys. At number two, as of this afternoon, the college football playoff committee has itself a new chairman. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel will fill the vacancy left by outgoing committee chair and NC State Athletic Director Boo Corrigan. Corrigan served as the chair the last two seasons. Huh. Is this good or bad or indifferent for us? You said this is CFP committee, right? Yes, so, okay, so, playoff committee. So, uh, no association, obviously, with the NCAA, other than they, you know, picked the teams to play for the championship. Uh, interesting choice, given all that's surrounded Michigan over the last, you know, 365 days or so. The fact that they highly suspected of maybe tampering with the sanctity of the college football of playoff our, of our beautiful game, aka Cockgate. <laughs> well. I mean, if if you want to look at it from a glass half full perspective and, you know, I've, I've never been one to get into conspiratorial thinking when it comes to, you know, how the playoff selects teams and, and all that stuff. But I mean, if you are like, I, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that a guy whose school has been in the NCAA crosshairs itself would view us as in a more sympathetic light? Like he's, he's not going to hold anything against, uh, if anything, we should be brothers in arms with Michigan, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of allies in a way. Well, I guess depending especially on what happens over uh, the course of this ongoing case and investigation with the NCAA. I don't. I definitely don't see it as a bad thing. Uh, it almost feels like it's the college football playoff committee saying, take this, NCAA. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean as we move forward, it, it needs to be totally transparent and very clear, and nobody with any – even the hint of being affiliated with, you know, one of the member institutions. I think mm. they need to get that part of it out of it. Well, and I also saw like the the list. Uh, Gary Pinkle is is on the playoff committee now. Mm. Huh. Really? Yeah. In a year where uh, Missouri might be poised to make <laughs> a run at it, that's just fascinating. That is interesting, huh? How about that timing? It was their last coach when they had a team that was. Any good nearing there, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with like coaches, former coaches being on there. I feel like usually they'll guys who know what they're talking about, yeah. you know, some egghead at bean counter. Which I, I think um 
the Michigan guy, Ward Manuel, he he played at Michigan, so like he's not he's not one of these new age guys that never played the game. But um, it it is interesting. We'll we'll see, and uh, this will be the first season of the twelve team playoff, and Ward Manuel will be the chair of the playoff committee. At number three, VFL Grant Williams is on the move once again with the NBA trade deadline. The Dallas Mavericks are sending Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-rounder to the Charlotte Hornets in exchange for P.J. Washington. Williams is from Charlotte originally and played his high school basketball at Providence Day School. It's going to be cool for it. The the Hornets suck, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't so, be terrible. Like, Terrible. it's good for him that he's going home, but the organization's well, a dumpster. But, I mean, if, if you're just thinking about it from a playing time perspective, I mean, I would imagine that he would be immediately one of the trusted veteran leaders of that locker room. He and Brandon Miller both. We could uh, get in there and uh, – oh. oh, is that where Brandon Miller is? Yeah. He is a shooting star. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that's got to be pretty cool to, to go home for him, but he is definitely – like you go from the playing in the NBA Finals with the Boston Celtics to playing for the Hornets is quite the downgrade in terms of just all-around competitiveness. Yeah, but it it has to be it's got to be a lot easier on his mom and dad and and, it, and family to be able to uh, let's go to the you know drive across town to see Grant play tonight in the arena. And the bank account looks a lot better these days. Yeah, I mean he's set. And finally, at number four, Wisconsin coach Luke Fickle said he's hoping to have Mike Vrabel, his best friend and former teammate, around as much as possible with the team in an informal role this upcoming season. <laughs> Vrabel was fired by the Tennessee Titans last month and did not land an NFL job in this year's hiring cycle. Vrabel and Fickle were teammates at Ohio State and coached together there as assistants. That would be a big boost to Luke Fickle, and I, I think that would – I don't know about you, Russ, I think that would – definitely uh make wisconsin a lot more dangerous because you know if he's just rolling in there and getting the putting out a, a stout defense what's it gonna guys? be like an analyst or something yeah is there an official title here or just he's gonna be around it sounds like he's gonna be around because oh. informal role is the, the term he's <laughs> i yeah, misread using. it then i thought he was talking about bringing him in as a like on field well I, i'm sure he would love that i bet Vrabel was like no nah, because if an opportunity opens up i need to be able contractually to just jet yeah he might be able to work that into his contract. True. Did you see the stuff about Vrabes uh, potentially being uh, his just overall imposing gargantuan size? Yeah, working against him as far as getting a head coaching job. Yeah, we talked about. I think we t- it was off the air. We were the three of us were talking about. It. It's, it's kind of weird. Diana Rossini reported on this uh she wrote quote i had a gm at the senior bowl who mentioned to me vrabel's physical build that he's a quote very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions and that is a factor well he's what how big's Vrabes? i mean he's a, he's a freak athlete he's probably like six six two sixty or something like that yeah and he could you know when he played he could run like a gazelle i mean he's and he's an imposing figure. He's listed at 6'4", but he's a big guy. I also wonder, too, if it's not only his size, but his... He's got that Callahan at- thing. Yeah, like his attitude. Not that he's, like, mean or nasty, Is but he's just very Sealy? stern and serious. He could, he could suffer get... fools. You mean Bill Cower? 
Bill Cowell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a pretty good example. Yeah, that's that's who. I mean, Vrabel's Bill. He's like a younger version of Bill Cowell. Bill Cowell is like that. He has that. He has RBF. Yeah. He, he just always looks like he's in a bad mood. Well, that and he usually was when he played. I mean, like Cowell's just like that. I mean, like he ended uh, he ended Fisher's career on a on a dirty play. And I mean, Vrabel was. I mean, yeah, I could see that, but. Seems kind I mean, of discriminatory. We, we like this is the National Football League. You're you're too big. Oh, it's stupid. Our coach. Don't don't mis- don't mishear us on that. <laughs> it's, out- it's outrageous. Whose whole job is is to motivate you know huge men, <laughs> huge men with barely contained uh, <laughs> anger and aggression. What you want me out there coaching them? <laughs> I'll just I mean like listen like it is it is hard for as a as a guy who's also about six four. I mean, we got enough challenges. You did not. <laughs> Stop it, Russell. Hitting our head on things. I mean, he's a wide body as well. Like I'd imagine, like fitting in in smaller cars is probably difficult. Pants that fit. I mean, sitting Body. in a, sitting in an office Body with clothes him. that fit you, and now he's got to deal with this. It's an outrage, man. It's it's basically racism. It's bigism. Discrimination against big people. I stand with Vrabes. It's an outrage. Hey, on the other hand, though, Russ, if you're some five foot six, like NFL front office guy, and you're in a meeting with that guy, and things get, you know, kind of tense, a little sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being that guy being in between you and an escape? God, now, now y'all got me thinking of the Incredibles. I'm not happy, Bob. <laughs> never seen that oh that's that's a classic but yeah, yeah it's weird friends. right like you got mike mcdaniels in miami it's working but then you've also got uh who's my guy in detroit his name just slipped my mind dan campbell dan campbell like he's a big burly yeah, guy too like it works like the, the fact that they would immediately say yay or nay based on physical appearance is it's frankly it's really dumb like i would not want anyone making decisions based on that especially in hey. the nfl Personal appearance is not show fodder, and it shouldn't be a reason to hire or not to hire a coach in the National Football League. I'll tell you who else is a is a big old boy. Who's that? It's our guy, the hype daddy. Oh yeah, he's huge. Saw a picture of him. It was like <laughs> National Women in Sports Day or something a few days ago. Yeah, and they posted a picture of him with like all the ladies in the office, and he was. I mean, just a picture of masculine virility. Well, he should have won the Heisman Trophy, man. He's a national championship quarterback. Played in the NFL. Those guys are built different. Yeah, what's I he mean, go, about 6'5", about 270? Well, you know, I mean, I think at Tennessee, you know, we, we had our best teams were, you know, I mean, uh, first of all, General Nealon was, you know, a champion heavyweight boxer. He was a great pitcher. Um, he's just an all-around athlete. Johnny Majors Specimen. should have won a Heisman Trophy, just an excellent athlete. Philip Fulmer, tough as nails, just an old school, you know, just blood and guts offensive lineman, didn't mind getting his hands dirty, played with his hand in the dirt. And then, like, we got away from that. We hired that little Torp Kiffin. We hired uh, daddy's boy Derek Dooley, never did nothing. And friggin' Botch and his girl. And his size six shoes and stride his, right over and his there. Trumpet. <laughs> and then and then we hired 
Um, uh, you know, Pruitt, who had to walk on at Alabama, is dumber than a bag of hammers. You want to hire a winner. You want to hire somebody who's done it at a high level, and I think that speaks well to Hypo. Like all our, you know, I'm half joking here, but like our, our best coaches, the the coaches that have been successful, were successes on the field as well. Yeah, I mean, it it always goes back to winners win, and like Hypo's, that was why I was, you know, pretty hopeful about it because he's won everywhere he's been, just about. I mean, he won at a high level as a player, and he's won at the highest levels as a coach and developed, you know, he developed a Heisman Trophy winner. But, yeah, there's a lot of truth in that, Butch. <laughs> Guy gets kicked, picked last in the kickball kickball games. We hired him. The choice we made. The last pick. Folks, portions of the show, including the top four, four today, are brought to you by our friends at SM Athletics. Spring is almost here. Baseball, fast pitch, AAU basketball, track and field, they're all right around the corner. And if you have uniform, equipment, screen print, or embroidery needs for the upcoming season, give SM Athletics a call. They've got excellent customer service, great products at a fair price. And when they say it's done, that means it's done right, it's done on time, every time don't chance it with unreliable mega stores or online orders give sm athletics right here in big orange country a call today their phone number is 865-966-3434 or visit logo solutions powered by sm athletics 865-546-820 just uh cleaning up a few things from hour number one uh, Brian says it must be noted that Phil said he'd rather have Cal as coach than Barnes. Oh, that was said yesterday, yeah. I was hoping we could. Golly, man. I just didn't want you to. Rough. There are just certain things that we were just going to leave yesterday. We weren't going to tell was you Was that about. yesterday he said that? Yeah. Oh, after we just. Okay. Yeah. I guess in Phil's defense, in fairness, he did say he was, quote, quote, blowed away before the game last night, so he might have been blowed away when he called. So picture this. Phil gets oiled up, takes his nephew to a basketball game where he's given out his seat number on radio. He's, uh, he's... I hope he had a ride down there. Oh, yeah, he always does. Becoming a disturbing trend. Uh, first in stripe says, if you didn't know, at Vol River Mill is a big cheeseburger slider guy. He can devour so many in three hours. It's ridiculous. Is this true, Houston? Uh, that was an SEC Survivor Challenge. How many did you eat? Uh, I think eight. Crystals? No, they were like thick boy sliders. Where'd I, they get them? I made them. And I had, I had to just eat until I, you know. Okay. And I did. Aren't you glad you're on a mature sports radio calling show I don't, now? I haven't had a slider since. We aren't going to hook you up to a car battery, are we, Russ? That shot collar still out there? Yep. Yeah. Is that going to the new station? Oh, yeah. What is your guys' position on regular nacho chips versus the scoop? So are you guys scoop guys? Depends. If I'm eating a, if I'm eating like a traditional nacho, I prefer like the old school triangles, mm-hmm. you know, because you can get some good heft on there. You can get your chili. But if you're doing your, dip. But if I'm doing dips, 
I like to get a scoop because the scoop. Scoop is elite. A scoop is elite, Russell, and it prevents any double dipping. Nobody double dips the scoop. It's a small, bite size. It keeps everything civil. It, I'll tell you what else is, is great about the scoop is they very, very rarely break. It happens, but it's very rare. I mean, there's nothing worse than having some flimsy uh, tortilla chips and you're trying to dip, you know, maybe something snaps. that's got a little little heft to it, something a little <laughs> Seven thicker. Seven deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah and, you, and you break your thing off and you're like, oh, man, and then you got to dig it out of your finger and it's nasty and it's just uh, a scoop is, that that is one of the, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's like sliced bread, the Model T, and the scoop are the yeah. best inventions in the course of human history. Yeah. Oh, the Fritos scoop, was that was a game changer oh, in man. the dip world. Those are, those are elite. Yeah. I mean, you can pick up steel with one of those things. <laughs> You're not wrong. They're strong. One what? snack that w- was not mentioned that is a must-have for me and we're talking scoops, I want some guacamole. Mm. Some guacamole with, like, the, the salsa, the thin layer of salsa on top of it. You know what I'm talking oh, about, okay. Chris? Okay, yeah. little thin layer of salsa, some guacamole underneath it, fresh guacamole with the avocados, just mm, great. This may sound weird. Have you ever put uh, feta cheese in your guacamole? Ooh. I have not. It I'm not is a big feta cheese fan. I, see, I like feta and I like guacamole, and I never would have thought. And someone made it one time. Like, oh, this is the feta. It was, it was unbelievably good. I'm sure it was. It's that's just feta cheese. Is one of those things. I worked at a place oh. for most of the aughts where make about five hundred, like five hundred degree manhole sized pizzas with melted feta just smelling it. But that's one of the best salad dressings I've ever had. I want you to know. Oh, yeah. I know where you're talking about, and I know that, I know that creamy feta. Yeah. But yeah, I can make that for you. We're talking after the show, okay. and that's that stuff's money. Now, now, hold on, Russ. One thing we haven't gotten to uh, about the Super Bowl spread. I also like a fine selection of sweet treats. Mm. You got to have your sweets. Really? Yeah. See, I don't think you do. I go with uh, my go-to is you get. You get like old school, like uh, a sheet pan, huge sheet pan of brownies. You don't ice them. You dust them with the powdered sugar. Hmm. Big square. I don't brownie. know if I agree. The the I I can just go with an array of dips and finger foods. I got I got to have a brownie, uh, maybe a blondie, possibly a piece of, of chocolate silk pie is good too. Goodness, what are you doing? A banana pudding. You gonna? I mean. Ice All cream. I can say is, I, ho- I hope nobody is around you the next morning. Uh, uh, hey, have you guys ever had the Klondike Heath bar? This thing has ruined my diet recently. Well, yeah, the Klondike with the Heath chunks in the chocolate on the outside. Yeah, but the it's, Heath it's flavored a- ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've had it, but that's good. You ever do that, Russ, where you just come across something that you've been blissfully unaware of that's not going to be any good for you that you're going to become completely addicted to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a beautiful and terrible thing at the same time. When you discover like something, like I, I haven't had a Klondike bar in years, but I, I tell you what, I, I have had two Oreo blizzards from Dairy Queen this week, <laughs> and and a frosty. I had a frosty last night, so I'm like the the ice cream is out of control. It needs to be stopped. I'll, I'll tell you something that I you know what I wish they would bring back. Do you remember Jello pudding pops? <laughs> of course, I mean. 
Bill Cosby. I mean, can they Joe not? Can we not? Pop. Can we not bring him back? Are they gone? Yes. They got discontinued years the, the ago. The Jello ones are, yeah. I mean, you can get like you know the fudge pops from other yeah, people, but it's pops. not the same. It's not the same, man. Those little dimples on the bottom. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we box of those things. You think I I heart down? Did you guys ever have the Vianetta ice cream cake? No, that was like fancy. Like, <sighs> dude, that was fancy stuff. It looks like a loaf of bread, but it's ice cream. It was so good. Talking about something that ruined a diet for me a while back. Quick timeout. The drive continues. What is your must-have Super Bowl snack? 865-546-8200. 546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon. We'll be back. More of your phone calls coming up. Back here on The Drive, it's Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith and boys cruising with you here on a Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Shout out to the caller Q. Uh, give us a call back. We'll get you on the show. I thought uh, they, they had texted me back at the station that Q was on hold, and I thought that Tucker just, like, fat-thumbed something because, like, who who goes by Q? We don't have a caller named Q. I thought caller uh, Tucker just – Yeah, we've got uh, a caller named Q, and then we've got a, a big fan of the show, uh, Q, Quentin, uh, from Clarksville. Well, we also had um, Q was James Bond's gadget guy. Yeah, Desmond Lou Ellen was made made the role famous. Yeah. Let's get Jordan in here next. Jordan, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon, uh, good afternoon, guys. I want to call in real quick. You guys were talking about a food guilty pleasure uh, in the last segment that you didn't think you would get addicted to, but you did. Um, when I was in college, I worked part-time as an assistant manager at a Sonic on the weekends to make a little bit of extra money. This is probably about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. They had a pretzel cheese dog that they come up with. It was a pretzel bun. Yeah. You put a hot dog on it uh-huh. with melted nacho cheese, bacon, and grilled onions. Ooh. It was, it was the best the thing I've ever had in my life. I can second that, Jordan. Uh, that along with them putting a Popeye's within one mile of my house killed my gallbladder. <laughs> That year, yeah, um, I could eat. I could. I could eat three of those things back in the day. Yes, I. I no joke. I counted. I had one for thirty-three straight days. <laughs> oh my god! I kept like, count. It, it, I finally got to about the fourteenth day and started. I, I kept count at work. I would just put a put a check mark each day that I had one. It was thirty-three straight days. Even on my off days, I would be craving those things. I'd go by and make me one just to have one. I made I set a record like that, but it was with uh, nobody. I, Russ might remember these things, but it used to go to Kroger, and in the deli, they had these deli pizzas that were on a cardboard disc, and they made them. They got oh yeah, cr- the, the generic Kroger pizzas. The yeah that you get in the deli. Oh, those are so good. I ate the, I ate one of those a pepperoni Kroger pizza every night for like forty five days straight. <laughs> when I was in college. Yeah, and now you know they they've not had that hot dog in probably probably a decade. It's been a while, but this is back I think in 2013 when they had this thing. And to this day, every now and then when we get one like some mozzarella sticks, we'll go by Sonic, and the very first thing I'll check is to see if they have that promo item back. I've even I've even 
submitted, or I even submitted a questionnaire one time to suck. Like, I'm addicted to this thing. Like, I, I should have went to, like, rehab or something for this hot dog because I even submitted a questionnaire type thing to Sonic requesting them to put it back on the menu. That's how good this thing was. That's like <laughs> notifying some warlord in Afghanistan that you need more heroin. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to call in and mention that hot dog. If you ever, if they ever bring it back, uh, you guys definitely got to try it because it's, it's the best thing I've ever had in my life. All right. Have a good one, guys. I mean, that's high praise. Sonic so you do dog. remember the Kroger Deli pizza, Russ? It was like five bucks. Oh, yeah. But oh, it was God. huge, wasn't it? It One would fill you up. It was perfect size. Gotcha. I could eat. I could eat an entire one, by, you know, in one sitting. It was incredible. The sauce was incredible. It was just perfect. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> wow. A little trip down memory lane. That's, that's good. It's good. Sonic, man, it, it can be sneaky. I mean, their onion rings are, like, their burgers aren't all that good, but I'll, I will go by there and grab a burger there every now and then just to have some of those greasy-ass, flaky, delicious onion rings. I don't know. I, I can't ever not get the tots when I go. I'm, I'm a big tots guy as well. Um, what I do is uh, I just take Junior with me, and I one of us gets large tots, and the other one gets the O-rings, and then we go halves and halves. But, yeah, their shakes, their malt, it's just all good, man. Sonic, they put in the work, Russ. They do. Hats off to them. Uh, and I will tip a little bit extra if you come out there on roller skates. Of course. That's I mean, the if, only – I will tip there. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit – no, it wasn't even – I wouldn't even call it. That's why I didn't bring it to the table. But I went to get lunch at a sandwich shop today. And yeah. And the guy – could bored. Yeah, and I, I, I popped none and yeah. signed my name. And he flipped that thing around. I guess he saw that I'd hit none. and he Gave you a little little look. Yeah. I thought he was going to start to say something. So I just stared at him. I was like, it's out of control, man. Go I ahead, mean, man. Like, say something to me. Say something yeah. to me about not tipping. We, we've got to, I mean, as a society, like we've just got to draw the line somewhere. It, it's Because I, I had the same thing happen to me to a, a place I love to go. It's going to remain nameless, but I took – my uh my son there the other night and had got some good food and everything and they flipped that thing around and like god bless you i'm not passing judgment one way or the other like i i, I just chose the the lowest one it's still like 18 percent which you know if you're if you're um you know you, you got 30 bucks worth of food that's whatever an extra five six bucks on on your order and for for stuff that like you, you never used to tip man no you just you just get soaked and then they're wanting you to round up for this charity, that charity, and it's like I give to charity, but I, you know, yeah, I, I do that for my house. I decide. See, that's weird, man, because like I, I, I feel shamed into tipping the people, but I will without a second thought when they ask me if I want to round up for the charity. I just say no. Not today. That's what I always say. Because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm the same, and like I've, I've never gotten any look or blow back for it or whatever but i mean i mean i it's, it's kind of a guilt trip business though. out there but yeah i mean i mean i i give um very intentionally and like we exactly. try and budget that stuff into what we do and so i'm not just like I, I don't and i don't know where your money's going i don't know about your charity man there's so many bogus charities out there but it's weird that like i you know i i, I don't give a damn about that but yeah. i will uh yeah I, i've i never not tip man I, I begrudgingly tip 
at these places now. Uh, I mean, if I'm, gonna, if, if I'm in a traditional restaurant bar, sure, yeah, 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 somewhere. If if I'm in a hotel, you know, in a in a real hotel, like in like at New York, you know, you, you tip. I know who to tip, but there's suddenly everybody wants to get tipped. It's like, dude, you made me a sandwich. There's something about it too. The way the way they just spin that iPad towards you, like, all right, your turn, bud. It's like, well, oh, the iPad's been a, a horrible addition. Yeah. To this world, you know, and you're talking about somebody. Most of my adult life, I've spent in the service industry, and it's somebody who spent their most of their we adult life in tips, it. Man. Yeah, no, I, I mean, mean like, it's you know, as a as somebody's lived off tips, it's kind of feel like you don't, you know, come work a real job. <laughs> Stop making sandwiches, buddy. Well, and they they don't pay, you know I I've, nobody pays minimum wage yet. like minimum wage is whatever it is seven bucks an hour but like everybody pay, pays so much more and I know inflation like costs are high and everything but these kids that are working those entry level jobs those menial jobs and everything like they're making enough money man. like they don't need the extra tips man the, like you're, none of those kids are working for anything less than what bear. 12 13 bucks an hour yeah so i see signs they've got them outside the red you know yeah uh day shifts 12 uh evening first shifts 12 second shifts 13 that's pretty much industry standard right now so but yeah and i mean if i if i'm if i'm in a good mood and i decide to that that's fine but i just it's just the pushiness of it man it's like the sense of entitlement and just every you can't go, you know, if you go out and say you got to make three stops, I'm supposed to tip at every damn place. So the charity thing, it's just I'm right in line with you. Like that's budgeted, and I I give very carefully who I want to give to. So where are you going out? Where you got to tip three times a night? Well, I mean, say you go out. Okay, say we're all going out, and let's say we go out and we decide to stop at one of these like sandwich shops somewhere like downtown or adjacent to it okay so you go there and then you're going to end up uh i mean you could do it easily man they you get spun that screen almost everywhere you go now it was the hardest part of my uh you know bar going days um was like you well not the hardest part but uh you know what i'm talking about like you go up there and you you're always going to throw the bartender a buck or two with every drink right it it really just depends. So, I mean, if I was gonna if I was selling in for a for a you know get my load on, I mean, I just run a tab and and well, yeah, you just give them the card, I guess, and get it. Yeah, you give end. them the card, and then if you you know, I always when I was getting load, I was usually the bar I trusted, and I just tell them, look, you know, close it out at the end of the night and put twenty percent on it. You ever well, forget your card somewhere? Oh yeah, all That's the time. Tough. Go back in there the next day. Oh, I forgot your card, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just tell them, don't, yeah. let, don't let anybody put a drink on this besides me. I did that at Craven this year. At a watch party. You left your Were card you out smashed? There. No, I wasn't smashed, but I had to go all the way back out there on Monday. It's all right. Did you get more wings? No, I was in a hurry. No. Jamie is next. Good afternoon, Jamie. Russ, feeling better, bro? Yeah, man, it's a little touch of the crud, man. Nothing major. Yeah, good, man. Missed you. Yeah, but the crew uh, uh, filled in admirably. You um, you're spawning some uh, some more good hosts as you as you've done. But your coaching tree's better than uh, Saban's. I'll say that. 
<laughs> well, I, I tell you, you know, it's 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 difficult because uh, there have been times in the past where, like, when I leave, I take a day off, week off, whatever, I get inundated with messages from listeners that are like, dude, what the hell, man? Like, uh, show is rough in your absence. And I always kind of liked that because it's like, <laughs> you know, it, well, it, you know, it makes you feel appreciated. It's like, okay, well, you know, hopefully the listener out there knows that, like, uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at this and, and you know, they, they don't take me for granted but I, I will tell you here lately, the past year or two, like I've stopped getting those messages. I don't think I got any feedback yesterday, which is, is a credit to, to Bear and Houston and, and Tucker. They, they do a good job, but it's, it's also like, uh, oh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I need to step my game up. <laughs> no, look at it this way, Russ, man. They've been under your tutelage. Jamie, I got to cut in here for. It's been a lot longer than two years, Chief. Let's let's get that straight. <laughs> first of all, since uh. you've been, it's been a long time since you've got any. And I will admit, because uh. this is a truthful Thursday, buddy. Uh. There were some Hindenburg moments early on in my tenure on the drive when you'd leave me alone. Well, you dead air bared yourself yesterday for a little bit, so that is true. You complete and utter bastards. <laughs> well, the the important thing, dude. Outside of you, you feeling better, Russ? Today, as we 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 witnessed greatness again last night. I called in during the snow snowmageddon with uh, when Tennessee was the five and a half point favorite against Alabama. And I told everybody it's the easiest money you'll ever make. Just go ahead and take the Vols minus the five and a half, and we will win by yeah, at least double digits going away, and we won by twenty. So yesterday, in your absence, Russ, I called in. Uh, you know, I don't do this every game, but sometimes I just feel it. I said, uh, the 13 and a half won't be an issue. And not only that, Bear, Houston, uh, Tucker, if y'all remember, I said uh, the final score will be 87 to 67. Hmm. I do remember that. I even made a note, and I said, uh, Jamie says, lay the money, Vols, minus 13 and a half. Wow. Did he have, uh, do you have 87, 67 right I did now? not write down the score. I can oh, go check, a, it, check the tape. It, check the tape I already did to make sure, because when I saw the final – I was like, there ain't no way I missed that by one point on each side. <laughs> one point. I, sometimes I just feel these things, guys. And as a matter of fact, for, for the Super Bowl, up until maybe two years ago, I went on a 10-year streak na- nailing the coin toss. But uh, <laughs> I, I've fallen apart the last two. But it just – sometimes I just – you know, this, this team, man, this, this team, uh, if, if Ziegler can stay healthy and Connect can stay healthy um, – this might be the one, guys. Um, this might this might be the squad, you know. And Russ, you talk about the potential one seed. You know, if we can get to the final four with only having to play, you know, a two to get there. Yeah. You know, I, that's just man. That's just I've never even thought about it that much. You know, like I'm always like one seed, great. Two seeds just fine with me. You know, three, four, whatever. But man, when you're talking about the later rounds, it really makes a big difference. So. Um, uh, here, here's hope, and, I, and I'm with Houston and Bear. I think, I think, one loss in the regular, maybe one loss in the uh, uh, SEC tournament, and uh, but I think, I think if we give up one more loss and finish the season with six losses, we're a shoe in for a one seed just because of where we're at right now. So Auburn um, here may end up being a, a game with winner gets a one one seed kind of potential. It very well could. My early uh, feeling on that is Auburn gonna walk into it over here, boys. Ooh, whoa! I just—it's just something about this team, man. They don't play. 
They don't play. You know, they, they walk up. They, you know, bring in Alabama hot, bang, here's 20. Uh, you know, you go on the road or, or you know, you, you, you slapping everybody around like we do. It's it's not even like we're winning games. You know, nobody's competing with us. I mean, what we do up there in Lexington? That's that that's funny. What we did a, that's silly what we did to them up there in Kentucky. So I just it's a it's a different look, man. You know, I always thought under Barnes, if we ever could get the offense to match his defense, uh who it's just it, you know, that just kind of that kind of deflates all styles. Um and right now I and I've always been an old school uh distribute first point guard fan. I you know, you could I love all the one, you know, the five stars that we've had come through here the last few years because you know the talent. But my druthers are your, you know, your Bob Cousy, Bobby Hurley, uh, you know, get down the floor and distribute, drive to the basket and dish. And man, he Ziegler's just he's sick at it. So I'm, um, you know, I, I like to trigger you fellas from time to time about with my Barnes uh, bashing. But nobody will be happier than me. Uh, you know, you'll have to pull me down off of a of a, of a red light, hanging upside down, if we get to you know, if we get to the final four, because um, you know that's just that's just something to put you on the map, and uh, you know, I, I like I say, I, I I like to get on, I like to rub you guys the wrong way about Barnes. He has not been the best in March, but you know, it's been fun to be really good for a really long time now. So um, that's pretty much all I had. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. Uh, my prognostication yesterday. I just want to reiterate how smart I am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Ever humble, Jamie Chronos, uh, the soothsayer. What is it now that I can never remember it? Corn pop, Corn pop the time, time cop. cop. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite one, and I can't ever remember it. Corn pop the time cop. Wow, he da- he doesn't like to pat himself on the back, Russ. A positively woolly call from Jer- uh, Jamie this afternoon. Oh. We got- We've got to take a quick time out right here. Uh, we'll come right back. More of your phone calls on the way. Stay with us. The Drive continues on Fan Run Radio. Back here on The Drive, it's Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Streaming online at the all-new fanrunradio.com. Go check out the new website, folks. And the new app as well. Just search Fan Run Radio wherever you get your apps. Android users, it's coming soon. Don't worry. We'll be there for you. Got a podcast you can listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like it, if you dig the show, please help us out by patronizing our sponsors. Let them know how much you love the show and Fan Run Radio. Also, tell a friend and help us spread the word so we can continue to grow and create more quality content for you to consume as we get back to it here this afternoon. Matthew is up next on the phones. Good afternoon, Matthew. Hey, guys. Happy Thursday. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Thank you. Houston, this is actually my first call into the draft since you joined. So I know, I man. Would... Is this Matthew, the caller from the mornings? Yeah. Um, Bear, I live down in Dallas, Texas. reasoning, Bear. <laughs> Shut up, Russell. Go ahead, Matthew. <laughs> Uh, fellas, I'm in a pickle. Uh, so I live in Dallas and to answer a question from Houston, he asked earlier in the season, which sicko would go watch San Antonio at a Tennessee team playing NC state? Well, I'm that sicko. Um, and I'm just curious, Houston, I've got a bachelor trip this weekend here in Dallas for a buddy of mine that I've befriended over the years here. 
and I had originally planned to go to the uh, A&M game this week weekend because it's three hours away. Mm-hmm. Would I be a bad groom if I dipped out Saturday afternoon? We're going to play golf tomorrow. We're going to have the whole day. We'll have you know a great time. Am I a bad person if I dip out early on Saturday to go to the game? Wait, did you say this is your bachelor party? No, this is a friend. Okay. How many people? Uh, like 10 of us. Okay. It's going to be noticeable. I mean, you're, you're making a statement here that you care more about something else than hanging out with your boys. So. No, you're not the best man, are you? No, I'm not. And they're Mississippi State guys, so it's not like I really want to hang out with them and be reminded what happened back in early January. Oh, tell them to go to hell. <laughs> I go to the game. I go play golf and then do your thing. And be like, hey, you know, you all understand. What are they going to do? Ring a bunch of cowbells at you? Are they all staying somewhere Saturday night, Matthew? Yeah, we have a. Uh, I've got like a three bed house that they're going. We're all going to stay together, and it's going to work out well. But I mean, the problem there is Ten the dudes and three beds, huh? What's the, the what? What's the problem? The three hour drive to get to College Station? No, the bride will probably rip my head off. Mm. Are you friends with her or him? Both. I mean, they're good people. I mean, I've yeah, I would but argue, you, you're better friends I with would her. Argue it'd be like it'd be like Julia, it'd be like Julia in Houston, and you decide to leave the wedding early or, or the groomsmen or whatever. It'd be like you leaving early. Like, See, it wouldn't be a problem though because Julia, I was friends with Julia, knows me and understands how kind of loony I am. You, you like how uh, Matthew? You called in specifically to ask Houston's advice, and Bear's just <laughs> taking over and, and is like giving you the worst advice he can possibly think could, of. Could, could you just back up a little bit, Russ? Give me some room to work here. I've got a young fellow with a problem. Here's what you do, Jordan. This is oh, Matthew. God. Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> here's, wow. Here, here's the thing. You've got a decision to make. Is it more important to you to go see Tennessee play Texas A&M Saturday, or do you want to be cool, like hanging out with them and getting invited places and being part of their their orbit? Because you're making a statement. I'll be honest with you there. I think, I mean, the answer – I cut you Go off. Ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. Like, I mean, it's just um, here. Here's the other thing. Like, you know, we might lose Saturday. I mean, you, you will be feeling like a dumbass driving back from a, a loss like that, knowing your boys are hanging out and like that. That that would be tough too. I don't know. It's a tough call. What do you think, HK? Is there any way you could all go? <laughs> They're state uh, fans. I know. I'm, I'm no. I'm kidding. That was probably. Are you going to hightail it back there to spend the night after the game? Oh, yeah, I would do a turn and burn. It's only okay, like so, going two and a half, three hours. Not bad. So you're missing, you know, seven, eight hours of the day. No, you're missing closer to probably 10 or 12. Are there <laughs> any activities planned for Sunday? No, it's Super Bowl Sunday recovery, rest, relaxation, and watch a really bad, hopefully a, a really good football game, but I expect it to be mm-hmm. a bad game. But you guys are going to be hanging out together watching the Super Bowl together? Yeah. Oh, then you're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, go to the game and go back. I mean, what are you missing out on on Saturday night? What are they doing? Uh, We're supposed to both worlds. Strippers. Y'all going out to the Shake Shacks? Uh, If the mouse's ear was still around, I'd be coming up to Knoxville. Look, if you're going to go back and you guys got stuff for Sunday, I think you're good here. I think you're good to go. The word on the street is the the ear is, is still the ear, isn't it? Is it still a thing? Yeah, the one behind Crystal. Yeah. Oh, you know where it's at, huh? Can't uh, well, it. not. I I personally have never actually been to one, but me neither. My dad, 
Yeah. <laughs> my dad is from Knoxville, and I, he's told me stories, so I can only imagine that it's a high establishment. I see we're getting started early on a fraudulent Friday. Uh, well, I think uh, we've arrived at a consensus here, Matthew. I think you're in the clear. You you just the best of both worlds. You you scoot out, you go to the game, watch the Vols kick the crap out of Buzz Williams and the Aggies, and then you get back there for Super Bowl Sunday with the crew. I I think I think we've got it solved. I'll end it with this, boys. Adam Hickman, if you're listening, buddy, Sakai Ziegler is a top three guard in this conference. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh. oh. I mean, nice Sakai Ziegler has got to be first-team All-SEC, right? I mean, is, is there there can't be a point guard playing better than him in this league right now. No, he's one of uh, – somebody um, posted – God, it's a Jordan – Jordan Moore. Jordan Moore posted uh, some insane stat. He's one of four guards in the nation that have – it's the Bob Cousy, basically the yeah. stat you have to yeah. have to be a finalist for the Cousy Award. I mean, I, I guess Sears at Alabama is considered a point guard. He scores more, but I, I would. I, I mean, think it was I, a kid from UConn. Trade, I would not trade Ziegler for Sears. Hold on, let me look this up real quick, and I'll give you the UConn. It's not Tristan Newton, is it? Yeah, he's been hurt. I cannot remember the name of that award. I thought he was the only SEC player on it. Yeah, he was in Rod. Rod Clark retweeted it. I mean, he's just the 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 offensive stats are amazing and the assists and everything, but what he gives us defensively, like those are the worst. Like as 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 a tall guy, not that I ever played at anything close to that level, but like when you have a little guy like that that's just always stealing the ball. Yeah, like those guys are the biggest pests to play against and I, oh, that, I can't remember who was the coach that a couple of weeks ago I think it was uh Florida's coach Golden said like he took us out of everything we wanted to do uh when it comes to inbounds plays like he's like we just could not run our inbounds plays because Ziegler just blew it up every single time oh he's he's one of the most disruptive uh defensive guys we've ever had here I found the stat uh it's guards in college basketball that are averaging at, le- at least 10 points per game, five assists per game, 1.5 steals, while shooting 50-plus percent two-point and 34%-plus three-point. And it's uh, Jamal Sheed from Houston, Tyler Kolick from Marquette, Donovan Dent from New Mexico, and Zakai Ziegler. He's shooting over 50% from two-point range? Yeah, and he's shooting – 34 plus right now from three well i guess that's the good thing about zakai is like he is even though we don't play the nato style like he's he's either shooting a three or late i was gonna say he's he's maybe not so much at the rim but under the rim and three that's that's his range that's where he likes to be there is one other sec player and ironically enough we we faced him this weekend in the final 10 for the bob Cousy award and that's wade taylor that makes sense of a&m so you're going to have two of the best point guards in the country facing off uh, Saturday night in College Station. Big game, man. Yep. And Jordan right. has uh, our our buddy Jordan has tweeted out a, a picture of that hot dog he was talking about. Brings back fond memories. Don't go look at the film. Stay with <laughs> us. Hour number three of the drive coming up next. Find fan run affiliates. Back with more right after this.